Rachel to my west, Gabby to my east. It's the Bad Batch, baby. Welcome back. Welcome back. If you're new here, welcome to who the Ticket Ripper podcast. Um, this is the Bad Batch, um, where we uh, talk about everything Bachelor related. Uh, I am trying to do this more often. Uh, I have not made one of these, so we're just going to point that out in, in a little bit. I have not made one of these in a couple weeks, um, so I am going to be talking about three episodes today and just kind of hit the high points uh, because a lot. These are an hour and a half episodes. Um, so a lot is going to be happening, uh, and I don't really feel like I want to sit here and talk about every single little thing that I think of, because here's the thing, I have probably, um, I have probably some mental illnesses that prevent me from being able to keep one train of thought, um, so I've gotta, I've gotta just, you know, reel it in a little bit, uh, so without further ado, we're gonna get right into week two, um, which if you have not seen week two, uh, I'm going to be covering, sorry, I should say that I'm going to be covering week two, three, and four in this episode. Um, and you can kind of get like my, uh, big ideas on all of this stuff, but I'm going to talk about the main stuff that happens. Cause boy, boy, did episode two start off re- or start off this season real good. Um, so obviously right off the bat, um, the girls decide that, uh, oh man, it's raining outside and we were going to do a pool party so that we could see these guys' legs and abs. Um, but how am I supposed to see some abs if I can't even, how am I supposed to see some abs if I can't even get them in the water? Cause it's raining outside and apparently people don't like swimming when it's raining. I personally really enjoy it. There's nothing like getting out of a nice, cool uh, pool and getting out into more water. Uh, Oh, what's that? My towel is soaked because it's raining? Sick. Uh, (laughs) Um, So they make up like a pageant where the guys get to wear Speedos. Yay. Um, yay for us. Um, I'm a good Christian boy. (laughs) So I'm not too fond of seeing other dudes junk. Um, which let me just say right now, it must have been trash day on this day because there's junk everywhere. They, I, I made an episode talking all, I, it, it was a terrible episode, so I deleted it, but I made an episode that was talking all about, um, episode two and I went on and on and I even, I called it, um, uh, I called it a multiverse of madness, um, or the black box revolution because there are so many black boxes in episode two. They, the thing about putting 29 dudes in Speedos, which, oh, oh, hitting on the 29 dude thing, they show the dudes in the house. No, but they did not expect 29 people to still be in the house. So there are dudes sleeping it on the floor. There are dudes who don't have beds because they were not expecting 29 people to be there. So this is really fun already. It's like, it literally looks like church camp. It's hilarious. Um, uh, but anyway, they are like, they, it's just a bunch of dudes. They're all in speedos. They're trying to impress these girls. They are, their junk is just out. Um, because speedos, here's the thing about speedos. If you don't know it, the only reason that the French invented speedos was because they wanted to swim nude, but not everybody's cool with that. So they were like, fine, I'll put something on. So they made a thong. To cover their nuts. Um, <laughs> not an episode for children. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's why Speedos were invented. It's just so that they could not have their 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 their, their uh, baz- bazoombas out in the open. 
Um, so yeah, it's a French creation. You can't really, you can't really, um, uh, you can't really like blame it on anybody else. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> obviously they have to cover everything out. Um, cause you can't, you can't have, <laughs> this is ABC we're talking about. You can't have some kid like, oh, I heard there was a Harry Potter marathon on ABC family. Let me find a B C. Uh, mom, mom, wee wee, oh, wee wee. You can't traumatize a kid. <laughs> Imagine, oh, I'm just trying, I'm just trying to watch the Harry Potter marathon. He flips to ABC thinking it's ABC family and boom, schlong. Um, <laughs> trauma, trauma, dude, trauma. Um, so yeah, they have to cover it up. They have to censor it. And so, um, that I hit on that a lot when I recorded the episode. It was, it was not a good episode. Um, but anyway, so obviously they're all trying to impress it. So it's cringe. Uh, Jacob, the dude who's, who was shirtless night one, uh, his talent was apparently just doing his job as a mortgage broker. So he just puts on glasses and is like, so you want to you want to talk about your IPAs and your fifty percent markdowns on the the stock market uh, housing crisis price uh, Bitcoin uh, you know all the I don't know financial terms this isn't a financial podcast so don't 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 shame me um, and I was just like hey bud that ain't a talent that's what you do okay. Um, Colin looking like an off-brand Crystalia, and also Colin when he took his shirt off because they were all wearing robes. Colin took his shirt off. My first thing that I thought of when I looked at him, I was like, "Hey, bud, if this doesn't work out for you, you'd make a really good extra in a Holocaust movie. Uh, either that, or um, if there's any movies that need people who look like they haven't eaten in 17 months, you're in, baby, because uh, you're skinny. I can see your ribs, your bones. Where's the meat?" Um, uh, <laughs> which uh, unfortunately we all know where the meat was. It was underneath the black box. Ooh, not a podcast for children, not an episode for children. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> what was it? <laughs> um, so anyway, we get past all that, but there's one really big cringe moment in this aside from Quincy saying this isn't normally something I do and then in the title they say Quincy definitely something he always does um which was funny they roasted him like that um aside from that and Johnny looking like uh uh Dobby from Harry Potter (laughs) um aside from that Chris uh, who is one of the, I mean, he's one of 29 dudes in this show. He was one of the cringe ones, uh, during this whole like pageant thing. Um, because he sang, uh, he sang a little song. He was like, Gabby to my worst, Rachel to my E. And it's, it wasn't good. It was some America's got talent, like, uh, the, but not, not like America's got talent. Like he's good. It was like America's got talent. Like the ones that they let through just so that we can laugh, uh, because the show needs to be entertaining. Uh, and they got rid of those, uh, interview or they got rid of those, uh, auditions on America's got or, or um, American Idol because they realized that it's just bullying. Uh, and that we're all bullying these people because they suck at singing. Um, and now I'm bullying and see, it's just a cycle of bullying. But here's the thing about it, guys, bullying works. We should bully more people. The problem isn't that we, the problem isn't that bullying is bad. The problem is that we're bullying the wrong people. Um, you, you know, there, there's these kids who, you know, like, um, they, they do crazy stuff in schools because they've been bullied and all that kind of stuff, which I mean, is like, that is, you know, an issue, um, that is in schools. That's like a hundred percent, like kids will, you know, grow up with really, really bad mental issues because, or mental health issues are really bad. Like, um, self-image issues because they were bullied in school and those people weirdly are the people who don't deserve to be bullied they're super kind they're just you know maybe they're a little like you know off or something like that you you drive a lifted ford f-150 pickup truck and you play basketball you don't don't act like that's not weird you get nude with 50 dudes on a regular basis, and then you want to also be homophobic. Don't act like that's not weird. But no, some kid who plays magic is a freak to you? What? You drive a truck that you have to climb into with a handle, Jacob. 
Um, <laughs> don't act like the kid who plays magic is a freak. Um, see, so that's the thing about it. It's not that bullying doesn't work, and this is a horrible point. People are gonna get if people are gonna uh, are gonna come back to this and be like, he believes in bullying. I wholeheartedly do. I think that we just bullied the wrong people. I think that the Jacobs and the lifted Ford F one fifty pickup trucks. I think the basketball players, the cheerleaders, all of those people, the people who have it better than the rest of us, and decide to make that point consistently. I think. Those people needed to be bullied. Jeff Bezos wouldn't be the way he is if he was bullied more. But no, his mommy had millions uh, and he didn't get bullied because of it. Because he was the bully. I assure you. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I'm not saying bullying is right. But the bull bullying as it is now is wrong because we bully the wrong people. We need to bully the right people. Bullying works. Uh, bullying works. We need to bring these people down a peg, dude. Bullying works. Um, but anyway, continuing on. Um, what was I even talking about? Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. He was bad at singing. <laughs> he was bad at singing. Um, so... He gets done singing and he like says something about like him being a motivational speaker or something like that. And he's like dribbling a basketball. It's very weird. It was like and it wasn't really a talent. It was I don't even remember him being like that great at dribbling the basketball and the singing wasn't good. So it was just kind of weird. And he felt real cocky about it. He was like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm great. I'm set, dude. I'm set, dude. Um, so I walked away with it like, wow, Chris really thinks he's all that. Um and then we go into like the cocktail party or uh, we go into like the dates, uh, which in this one, Rachel was feeling kind of down, I think, um, or she was just feeling kind of like weird on where she stood um, with the guys, uh, which spoiler alert is something Rachel deals with a lot. Um, but um, so essentially what ends up happening is uh, she takes a car guy. NASCAR driver, a race car driver, he takes her, um, she takes him on a date, uh, and they go on a zero gravity plane, which is dope, super romantic, they kiss midair, dude, you got the zero gravity kiss, let's go, iconic, iconic kiss, best date ever, they go to dinner, and she's not feeling him, oops, this dude literally said that he came here for you, Rachel, for you, and she's not feeling him, so she boots him. She sends that dude home two days in, yo. They haven't even left California, and he's out of there. He's gone, dude. His bag, he never came home. That bro never came home. He was gone, Um, which was so surprising to me because I thought, like, she would want to keep him around because, like, you know, maybe, like, she would want to see if something develops. But Rachel's a smart, Rachel's a smart gal. She knows that, um, I, and w which I respect a lot. Uh, I, I respect that a lot about Rachel, um, which is an ongoing thing that happens with both of these girls, actually. Surprised me um, with, in this season so far. Um, I respect the hell out of both of them with how they are going about this whole process, which is a nightmare. Um, but the thing I respect about Rachel is that she did not drag this guy on. I don't even remember his name. That's how little he was in the show. Um, she didn't drag him on. She didn't, you know, a uh, toy with him or anything like that. She didn't carry on with anything that she didn't feel. She could tell right off the bat, this isn't the dude for me. Um, this isn't the guy that is going to be my husband. Like I might, you know, kind of like this guy, or I might be able to kind of like this guy, but this is not something I, somebody I can see myself being married to. And she, she let him off. She, 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 she let him off. She let him go, dude. And it was hard for him, obviously, but you know, fortunately he didn't have time to really develop insanely strong emotions. He got some make out. He got a sweet zero G make out sesh, which is dope. Um, so that's a win guy. Um, but then he got sent home. So back to Tinder, I guess. Uh, go see if anybody wants uh, to date a race car driver. Oh, no. Where am I going to find somebody to date a race car driver? Hmm. Maybe Texas? 
the entire state of Texas. I want to say right now I'm, I'm in Texas. I am in a big city in Texas. I could throw a rock, a pebble in downtown Austin, and I could hit somebody who would date a race car driver. So, hey, bud, maybe the problem isn't the chick. Maybe the problem is the state you're in. Because Texas, you, 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 you have no problem. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. During the date, however, because uh, the, the dudes, for some reason, when they, when they set up this house, th- here's the thing. There is no television. There is a pool. There is like a football, one football, mind you. And then there is just an insane, insane amount of lack of video games. There is no Xbox on the premises that I can see. So the dudes, when they're not with the chicks, they're with the dudes. And dudes like to talk. Everybody wants to say that girls like to talk, not as much as dudes. Dudes are disgusting. Dudes are weird. And I'm saying this as a dude who has experienced dudes in their natural habitat. When the girls are gone, when the chicks are absent, dudes be talking. And they be talking weird. And Chris be talking weird. Everybody else is just talking about like, oh, yeah, you know, like, oh, you know, feelings, all this kind of stuff, you know, as they want to do. You know, I mean, they're trying to, you know, the, the whole situation is kind of weird. So they're kind of, you know, scared about it, too. Chris, however, is like, yeah, man, if I get to the fantasy suite and we have sex, but then she bones other dudes just to feel it out, I'm done with her. Hey, Chris. What? It's day two. Presumably. Presumably you've been here maximum three days. You're talking about fantasy suites, dog? You sang for them, yo. Your crotch was out. What's what's fantasy suites got to do with anything that's going on right now? Fantasy suites didn't even have anything to do with the conversation, I think. And he was just like, yeah, man, if... If they have sex with other people, then I'm out. Hey, bud, that's what we're doing here. That's that's what's happening here. Oh, if she cheats on me, I'm done. Hey, buddy, presumably at the end of this, there will be four people. Normally when fantasy suites come up, there's like two people left. Isn't there? It's like two or three people. And they, every single time, I think every single time, people fantasy suite multiple people. Because they want to, the, uh, the the point of fantasy suiting, I guess, is like, oh, I need to see how it is to like, like, oh yeah, I, you know, I vibe really well with them with like the relationship and all, but, but like, am I going to get engaged to somebody who like, I haven't boned? Because that's such an unheard of thing that people, that, that, that people, people cannot wrap their mind around marrying somebody without knowing their body, uh, which is, I mean, cool guys, I guess like say lovey, do you do you? I just, I feel like if that's something that's super important in your relationship, like, I don't know, people find that a weird deal breaker. Um, which I mean, like, uh, I mean, I, I'm a sinner. Uh, <laughs> I boned before, before I was married. Um, so who am I to talk, you know? Um, but at the same time, like me now, uh, having lived the li- having lived what I have lived so far, I don't really think that like it's important, um, to the relationship, like if you genuinely feel something for this other person, stuff like that doesn't matter. Um, and if you genuinely like feel, you know, the way that you're supposed to feel uh, for this person when you when you want to, you know, tie the knot with them, then then like something like that, like it doesn't really matter. Um, I mean, I understand why people, you know, do like find that to be such an important aspect of it. Um but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I always kind of found it. I always found it kind of strange. I always kind of find it. Wow, I'm having a stroke. Um, I always found it kind of strange uh, that people were so obsessed with that side of it. Um, 
But hey, I mean, to each their own. See you in hell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, but the thing is, like, you're already talking about the, the that's the that's the part that 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 like gets people riled up. You're talking about fantasy suites, fantasy suites already, and. Quincy uh, tells Rachel about this, um, and Rachel obviously tells Gabby, and so Gabby and Rachel don't like that because that's pervy. Um, so during the cocktail party, uh, Quincy tells Rachel, Rachel tells Gabby, and both of them decide that they want to talk to Chris. Chris, at the beginning of the conversation, because uh, they pull him aside, Chris at the beginning of the conversation says, nice to finally meet you guys. Uh... This is where things get a little weird in episode two. Hey, Chris, are you trying to tell me that you were thinking about fantasy suites and you have not spoken to either girls once? You have had two cocktail parties, Chris. I know there's 29 dudes. You have had two cocktail parties and you have not spoken outside of singing to them you have not spoken to either of these girls one time and you're already talking about fantasy suites you freak what is wrong with you what is wrong with you do you, imagine right now imagine right now if you're having troubles grasping this imagine you right now you're in a bar, a restaurant, not even, an Applebee's. You're at an Applebee's having wonton tacos and a margarita. Somebody, of, of who, whoever it may be, somebody who you may or may not be attracted to, it doesn't really matter. That person comes up to you and says, Man, I just want to let you know, in four weeks, when we're dating... If you decide to bone somebody else, I'm going to leave. And you're just like, huh? And they go, Gabby to my east, Rachel to my west. What are you doing other than calling the police? Listen, dude, I'm in an Applebee's trying to eat my wonton tacos. Piss off. <laughs> imagine that outside of this context you're a pervert dude <laughs> you're a freak bro uh, <laughs> bullying works and this dude needed to be bullied uh, <laughs> um, chris needed to be bullied desperately it's a service to them trust me um and, and that's, and dude, and then he leaves super rude, by the way, super condescending to the girls. You have to watch this. If you have not seen episode two, you have to watch this super rude, super condescending to the girls leaves. And then because he's a douche comes back on his own accord to try to talk to the dudes who said something. What are you going to do, bro? Fight them? Chris, it was your mistake. It was your attitude problem. He was super controlling, super condescending, even without the girls there. Chris had a, a Chris had a personality issue from the jump, and it showed. Crazy man, I, I'm pretty sure Quincy's the guy who showed up in a blue bag. So Chris, you got sent home by a blue guy. By one of the Blue Men crew. That's sad. And that's it for episode two. And now, we're going to go into episode three. But real quick, I have to watch a recap on YouTube. <laughs> so, okay, so episode three, um, I believe starts off with Rachel. Uh, she goes on a date with uh, one of the dudes. I don't remember his name. He's not going to make it far. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can tell you right now. 
he ain't making it far, which really sucks because he got emotionally attached. Uh, and that's going to be hard to break later. Um, but uh, they go on a date and the date is put off by uh, w- one of the people from Queer Eye. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to dress you and you guys are going to go to a movie, pre- a movie premiere. So they they dress up and they get in the limo and they go to a movie premiere and there's a red carpet with photographers. Oh wow! Hey, look over here! Look over here! I don't know why I'm making the Iron Man noises. Um, and I'm sitting there like, wow! They took him to a real movie premiere. That's crazy. <laughs> and then they get inside, and I, the whole time I was thinking, did you really set them up on a movie date? Like, they can't talk on the date, nothing. Like, you set them up on a movie date? And they get inside. And I thought movie date was bad enough. (laughs) And then they go into an empty theater uh, to watch a movie, which is essentially just a slideshow of their baby pictures. And videos from their parents. <laughs> so I'm sitting here. And this is a huge, huge venue. Enormous venue. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. There was paparazzi at a movie that was premiering for two people. <laughs> what the hell is this date yo normally it's just dinner and an artist very weird but they get they make a deep uh emotional or or nostalgic connection through something they both used to do we watch planes together or we used to watch planes with our dads as a kid um and so the guy gets, I think the guy gets pretty emotionally attached, which is going to be horrendous to try to break um, later because uh, he's not making it all the way. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, I have a I have a feel for this. I think his name is Zach. He is not going the distance. Um, Gabby, during this date, however, she goes over to because she's bored. I mean, she's in California in a huge mansion by herself. She goes over to the guy's house uh, to hang out with them, which is great. And as one of the dudes who is trying to woo this lady, if she comes over, she's in her in her like leisure clothes. There's a pole. There's like anything you know couches but the thing that they decide they want to do is play football and not involve her they're playing catch with each other and gabby's just like ah this isn't fun for me anymore and nobody cared they it was just like she was one of the bros dude pull her aside guy pull her aside I know you're not trying to make it feel weird or anything, but this girl, this is a moment, this is a time that you were not allotted to have with Gabby. If you're not taking that opportunity to have some one-on-one time, you doing? you doing, bro? I'd be like, right off the bat, walks in, I go, would you like to see my rock collection? Because... Uh, <laughs> I just think it's funny to show girls your rock collection. <laughs> it's just so this is uh an Aphrodite. Um this is a uh a a uh uh I'm sorry, it's 7 a.m. right now. This is a zirconium crystal. Um they grow in riverbeds. Uh, I think it's just hilarious to show to show grown women your rock collection as a grown person. That's just funny as hell. I don't care what you say. Um, so yeah, the guys beef it, and they don't they don't, they don't uh, try to <laughs> connect with Gabby at all when she's there. Uh, so she leaves, which is great, fantastic, guys. Um, Gabby, uh, or after the date and everything, uh, the next day they set up like a uh, a photo shoot. By some guy who I don't even know who he is. Apparently, he's been doing these photo shoots for a while. It doesn't really matter because the photo shoots suck. 
Um, the photos are terrible. I will just say that right now. I thought it was going to be like some, some like, uh, America's next top model kind of photos. They're terrible. They're absolutely horrendous, like cheap. You could have taken them on a like rolly film camera and I would have, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have second guessed it, but they, it, it felt like it was going to be high end or something. And it was just, it was like taking photos on your Motorola, um, and that's that's an Android burn because Motorola phones are trash. Um, yeah, the, I, the, I don't even want to talk about the photo shoot other than the fact that Jacob is once again once again pretty much nude, um, which is really funny because Jacob comes up here in a little bit. So episode three um, didn't have a whole lot of high points other than the ending. Um, so at the end of the night, they all get to go on this group date. Uh, I think all of them are a huge chunk of people get to go on this group date. Uh, and it's both girls that are there. Um, obviously because they're doing, they're still at this point doing this as like a, uh, at all for one or all for both kind of, th- kind of deal. So guys are starting to try to figure out, um, who they're kind of just here for. So one guy, um, Tyler, um, he, uh, you know, has a conversation with Gabby, and I think he proactively went, wanted to have this conversation with her because he knew that he was having feelings for Rachel or he was having more of a deeper connection with Rachel. And being a good guy that he is, because Tyler's, a, I mean, Tyler's a sweetheart, uh, he, um, go, you know, tells her, like, yeah, like, uh, you know, I just, you know, feel like I'm having a stronger connection and I, I, you know, I I just wanted to, you know, proactively come to you and tell you um, because I didn't want to, you know, like, you know, make you feel weird or anything like that or lead you on or do anything like that, Uh, which is good. And he he worded it well and it was good. And I mean, like, even if he worded it well, like that still kind of stings a little bit, Um, especially with like, this is just such an odd and unexpected experience for both of these, uh, both of these girls. Um, So... The, they kind of figured, I imagine that they figured that this would happen at some point, but it's still, I, I, it's, I can't imagine that it would still, it still wouldn't prepare you uh, for how that feels. Um, having a dude who you are trying, like, you know, maybe romantically interested in, or maybe attracted to tell you, oh yeah, but I'm, uh, I like your best friend more. That's just kind of cringy. Um, and that's the situation that the show has put these girls in. However, Tyler handled it well. The other, t- the other two dudes on this list did not handle it well. Uh, two of them uh, are Hayden and Jacob. Both of them douches. Both of them uh, dead men to me now. Um, Jacob is the one I'm going to start with because his was absolutely terrible. His was absolutely... It, actually, both of them were pretty terrible. I'll start with Hayden. Hayden... Um, and this comes up again. Hayden... Um, he, uh, oh, sorry. I, I just completely spaced, uh, Hayden is telling Gabby like, yeah, like you've got this whole, like, like I, I like bubbly thing, but I feel like I'm here with Rachel. You've got this whole bubbly thing, but I don't want to say you're like, you're like, I don't want to say rough around the edges, but Hey buddy, if you don't want to say rough around the edges, don't say rough around the edges. Here's the thing about this guy. There's two girls here. And both girls know that there's two girls. So this conversation that you're having right now, they're expecting it. So you don't have to give any other explanation other than, listen, I think you're great. I think you're fantastic. However, the connection that I'm feeling with Rachel is just, I I feel like there's something there that I do want to pursue. And I don't want to do you a disservice and like taking up your time that you could be spending with other guys. Thank you for being understanding. I'm sorry that this conversation had to happen, but I just really didn't want to, you know, drag this on. And that's kind of how Tyler did it. And that's the respectful way to go about it. You don't need to tell them, listen, I think you're great. You've got a rockin' bod, but at the same time, you're kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say damaged, uh, <laughs> but, but you're kind of, you know, psychotic. I heard about your mommy issues, uh, so like, I don't know, maybe n- not going to date you. Sorry. That's basically what Hayden did. Terrible horrible way to do it, go about it. And then at the end of it, she was like, oh, okay. And he goes, you're the best. Ugh. 
oh, don't give her the consolation. You're the best. Like, oh, thank you. Th thank you, mommy, for letting me go date this other woman. Thank you. Oh, you're the best. Thank you for being so cool about this. Idiot. Moron. <laughs> so then and then you, you're watching this and you think to yourself, wow, can't really get any worse. Jacob then, <laughs> Jacob then is, his is worse for me uh, or cringier for me because he kind of does, he, he does the same. Oh, no, no. His is terrible because he says, I don't think that if you were the only person here that I would have the heart to continue. And when you say, I don't have the heart to continue, that's another way of saying, I would rather, I like, I do not think I could physically or emotionally handle even staying in that long enough to date you. If you were the only person here, I'd quit. Wow, dude. Like uh, 40s in like a weekend or so Jesus um so yeah that one was rough but then he goes you're which I mean sucks because you're smoking ah ah well shoot I'm sorry what Jacob did you just say you're smoking though ah, oh well shoot oh my god hey buddy just I, I like Rachel more. I don't want to drag you. I don't want to, you know, lead you on or make you think that I'm feeling something that I'm not. And, and it's disrespectful to you. And I don't want to do that. I Last thing I want to do is disrespect you. Not, oh, but you're smoking though. Oh, oh, man, it really sucks that I'm not attracted to you though. Because like, you're actually kind of a banging chick. Hey, buddy. That doesn't make me feel any better. You, you moron. What do you mean? <laughs> Dude, you just said that if I was the only person here that you could date, you would not date me. So, idiots, both of them. Uh, cocktail party gets canceled, obviously. Rachel doesn't get, or uh, Gabby doesn't give out her rose to anybody that night, obviously. Uh, even though Nate, Nate deserves a rose every single week. Nate is a sweetheart, dude. Nate, during the photo shoot, he was saying some real stuff. Nate consistently, Nate's going to win the whole thing with Gabby. I'm going to tell you that right now. If Nate doesn't win the whole thing, this world is, is, is he's too good for this world. That's my alarm telling me that I have to go to work. I'm not going to do that. But uh, yeah, Nate deserves the world. Um, and he's going to win this whole thing. And if he doesn't, uh, he doesn't deserve this planet. Or this planet doesn't deserve him. Nate is a sweetheart. So um, they cancel the cocktail party, obviously. And they go straight to the rose ceremony. Um, which is we is kind of... Because, uh, I mean, I understand why they did it. Um, they, they got the chance to talk to the guys that they needed to. Um, and, you know... I'm, you know, these girls, like I said, they're smart, uh, and I respect the hell out of them. They're not kicking off any dudes that they don't have reason, uh, to kick off. Um, so I don't feel like they're just like completely neglecting dudes. The weird thing that ends up happening is both of these girls, um, they get like just after that night. I mean, that's already like, cause I don't know what the hell Hayden or Jacob were thinking when they said those things to Gabby, like Gabby couldn't just go to Rachel. Like, these girls are friends. You don't think they're going to talk to each other? Gabby is looking out for Rachel. Rachel is looking out for Gabby. They're going to do what is in each other's best interest. They are. They want each other to have the best experience as well. Because they're both in the same boat. So, you idiot. Say <laughs> la vie, guy. Um, so, they go to the rose ceremony. And they announce that this is what's going to happen. You need to choose a girl right now. Uh, you need to start thinking about what girl you want right now. Um, whoever you feel like you have a connection with, whoever you feel like you uh, want to have a connection with deeper, uh, you need to figure that out right now. Um, and you're going to go home uh, if you if you don't get a rose. Um, so see you. Um, so with all that, um, basically the worst thing that could happen to Rachel <laughs> happens. Um, Gabby's just handing out rose after rose after rose. Not a problem. 
Rachel, however, hands roses out to a couple dudes and they reject the rose. And this is where things get kind of weird logistically because then they don't know the rules. So they're like, what do I do? So basically, they just go back into the pile. And if Gabby gives them a rose, you're in, baby. However, do you really think you're going to get a rose? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, so I forgot his name. I forgot his name. He like I barely even knew he was in the show. Um, but Gabby gets a ton of dudes. Um, and Rachel gets a, a good like she gets a few. But the thing about Rachel's guys is that Rachel's guys are a solid few. Like the guys who are there for who accepted Rachel's roses, most of them um, are super, super good dudes. Um, and, and as far as like on Gabby's side, like she's got a bunch of guys. But I would say the only one that I would think is going to actually like the only one who I, I can see like being a fit is going to be Nate. Um, the other dudes, I feel like they're just they're playing the game, you know, Um and so Rachel just gets rejected, rejected, rejected over and over and over again. It's terrible. It's brutal. It's crushing. And obviously she gets emotional about it. She doesn't want to continue on. It's terrible. It's a horrible experience. Um, and they push on and it happens. Meatball. Uh, Meatball gets canned uh, in, like instantly because he's like, listen, Rachel. <laughs> I really like you, but I'm going to shoot my shot for Gabby. And Gabby's like, bro, you're the guy, you're the guy named Meatball. You think I'm going to give you a rose? You're lucky Rachel gave you one. Rachel's giving you a rose because, because she's trying to get some dudes on her team. Um, and Meatball being the idiot that he is, thinks he has some, 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 uh, leverage here. Thinks he has some connection with G Gabby. Um, and sure enough, gets sent home. And keep in mind, <laughs> keep in mind, Meatball here was kind of a joke at the beginning on the first episode. He was kind of a joke in the first uh, part of the second episode. But then at the end of the second episode, Meatball, uh, <laughs> at the end of the second episode, Meatball, uh, we get a clip of him feeding the girls. And they're all having a great time. And it's awesome. And I tweeted that I thought Meatball was going to win. I was 100% all in for Meatball. Um, <laughs> and then here, here we come to Meatball, fast forward to Meatball, thinking he has some leverage, thinking he has a choice. Hey, guy, you're the dude named Meatball. If one of these banging chicks wants to give you a rose, do you know what you say? You say thank you. You turn around get on your hands and knees and thank the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that for some reason in this entire cosmic universe, you had enough game to pull either of them. Your name was Meatball. They called you Meatball. Your rose was a joke and you rejected it. And then at the end of the show, you begged for it back. Oh, please, Rachel, I think you're you're super beautiful, and let's give this another shot, huh? I don't want to go home just yet. I really want to see Paris. <laughs> they got a really great murder in Europe. And so Meatball gets to go to Paris. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see. Um... So then uh, we go we go on to episode three, uh, which I'm going to talk about right now. I just have to go watch the YouTube recap real quick because, dude, these hours are or these episodes are an hour and a half long. You cannot expect me to sit there and watch them all, or or to remember all of it. I gotta get a recap, dude. I'm making podcasts here, baby. I'll be right back. All right. <laughs> so, so episode four. This is where this is where it starts to get a little juicy. Um, so episode episode four, they're in Paris. Uh, two guys get to go to Paris um, faster. 
Um, and it ends up being Jason, uh, who I have come to know as Vinny because he looks Italian and it looks like anything, nothing that comes out of his mouth shouldn't be, uh, his hands waving in the air and him going, ah, mozzarella. Um, Vinny's going to Europe. Oh my gosh. He must be really excited to go back to the motherland. Italy. Sicily. That's, uh, Jason looks like a, an Italian mobster. Uh, and then Tino obviously gets to go on a date with Rachel. Uh, both dates are boring as hell. Uh, they're just walking around Paris, which it, it, you know smells like pee. Uh, <laughs> all the big cities, New York, Paris, LA, you know they smell like pee, right? Uh, they have to. There's no way that those cities can be that condensed and not smell like pee or fish and pee. Um, so yeah, uh, they're in Paris. Jason's having a great time. Uh, Tino's great. Tino's uh, date goes fantastic. It's not even worth talking about. It's boring. The show is boring when nothing cool happens, um, which is terrible. Because listen, girls, we know you want to find love, but the entire reason that we made this show is so that you get your heart broken 29 times <laughs> so that we can watch it. Uh, <laughs> but um, Tino's date goes great, which is awesome because Rachel needed that. Um, uh, Gabby's date with Jason also goes great. They have a great time. Jason, for some reason, all of a sudden lightens up. Recently, Jason has looked like he wanted to throw up every single point of the of the way. Somehow he's made it this far. Honestly, just looking at him, I'm like, oh, this dude owns a castle in Transylvania. Thanks, but no thanks. See you later, Vinny. Um, but you know, alas, he has a really good date. Um, and then during their dinner, uh, the dude literally gets to a point where he's about to cry. They're talking about their traumas. She's talking about her relationship with her mom, not being great. And he literally looks like he's about to cry. Um, he talks about therapy. She talks about therapy. She starts crying at the talking head. So it was a great date. They both really connected. Um, sick. Um, then Gabby gets to go on a group date with a bunch of guys, uh, and the group date is, hey, how about you beat the hell out of each other, and the winner gets time with me, um, and that's, I don't care what, what, you know, what the other, you know, aspects of it were, that's literally what she made them do, hey, box for my love, uh, which is hilarious, um, Nate, obviously, being a sweetheart again, Nate's gonna win the whole thing, if he doesn't, I'm gonna kill somebody, uh, if Nate doesn't win the whole thing, I, I, I dear Nate, if you don't win the whole thing, uh, like we will rally for you, bro. There will be, I will protest. Um, uh, the, you, you're going to be the bachelor, dude. If, Ooh, okay. That's, that's what I want. And Nate's going to be the bachelor. If he doesn't win this whole thing, which is going to be not possible, not possible that he doesn't win the whole thing. Um, so anyway, continuing on, um, Rachel, uh, you know, as a treat to her guys, Rachel um, takes her guys to the boxing match. She takes her, her guys to the show. She sits with Gabby on this bench, which is about 50 feet long. It can fit 47 people on it, and it's just her and Gabby. Um, and Rachel is looking at her guys, obviously, because that's why you brought them. And the guys are just... <laughs> there's a problem. Ladies, take your man to the to the to the sports bar on a night where there's sports going on if they if they're into sports and you try to get their attention when there's a sport going on on the television it's impossible because men who like sports only like sport their sexual orientation is sports they are more attracted to the sport going on than to the woman in front of them uh, <laughs> you could not pry a man away from sports if you were naked in front of him. Uh, Rachel was just like getting so hurt. Oh, none of them are looking at me. None of them were looking at her. None of them even acknowledged her. The bench, literally the first thing I thought was, oh, none of them sat next to her. Hey, guys, go sit next to your girlfriend. Morons. Like, this is the opportunity for you to take... It's not her boxing match date. One of you can take a pull her aside. I'm. There's no rules. Do you understand that? There are no rules. She doesn't want to watch a boxing match of other dudes uh, fighting for another girl's um, uh, a heart. 
So what, what, what do you do? Did you think that wasn't allowed? These guys break the rules, dude. Break the rules. Um. So yeah, uh, and Rachel gets upset with that. She heard her, uh, so she takes her dudes on a date, and they learn how to lo- uh, like romance her, uh, which was cringe. It was a cringy date. Uh, guys got to roll on the floor. One of the dudes literally like crawled on the floor to flirt with her, which was pretty intense. Um, some dudes, you know, did poetry, um, which was pretty cheesy. Some dudes had like poems written, which was really cheesy. Uh, the guy who went on that date with the movie date with her, uh, he's still very, very in love, uh, and that's gonna be horrible when she undoubtedly breaks up with him uh because he's he's not doing okay man he's he's down bad man he's gonna get his heart absolutely demolished he's gonna get so heartbroken dude it's gonna be so funny um and yeah so the date goes you know eh, you know it's it's, it's a boring date um but then uh there is a cocktail party um so uh what 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 happens oh rachel at this cocktail party everything's going you know fine for uh for gabby but things go pretty 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 terribly for uh rachel um because rachel you know she has a conversation with hayden which by the way hayden if you don't remember from 10 minutes ago is the dude who is literally sitting on thin ice um with this girl he she knows what you said about her friend. He knows, she knows what kind of guy you are. She gave you a second chance. Don't, don't take that for anything else. And so he pulls her aside and he's talking and he's talking. He brings up his, uh, his, his dog who has cancer, which is, oh, so sweet that he, you know, cares so much about his dog, but he's really milking it. He has a dog toy to remember his dog because his dog is not there with him because his dog is at home with cancer. Hey, bud, this dog seems like you have a really good relationship with it, and it really hurts you to walk away from it. So, hey, maybe you shouldn't be here if you're going to cry about your dog. Maybe you should go take care of your dog with cancer, huh? But but, but the whole time, it literally just feels like, oh, are you really going to send me home? I have a dying dog. I have a dog with cancer. Are you really going to send me home? Um... It pulls out the toy and it's so weird. And she's just like, oh, yeah, this is so sweet. Like, it's not a kid, dude. It's not a kid. You're going to, which I mean, like, people with dogs, like, I understand it. Like, pets are kind of like chi- like children. But, like, still, like, dude, what are you doing here? What are you trying to do here? This, this thing probably would have been something to pull out a lot earlier. Before, now it just feels like you're trying to crawl your way back into her good graces. And then um, Tino comes up, and keep in mind, Tino just had this date, um, but Tino's Tino's getting ballsy, man. Tino wants his time with this girl, because he's trying, he, it's smart, it's smart to do that. He wants his time with this girl, and if the girl's willing to oblige, which Rachel 100% was, she was excited to see him, she stood up, gave him the time. Hayden was, however, somehow expecting some like, oh, yeah, just let me finish this conversation with Hayden real quick. However, Hayden, aka great value joe from uh from paradise hayden is upset that she did that, that she didn't do that hey hayden what part of thin freaking ice don't you get bro what part of you literally told her friend that she was rough around the edges don't you get bro um and he expresses his frustration with this to none other than Meatball or James, as they're calling him now, because they don't want to date a guy named Meatball. So James, James is, uh, you know, he, we, nobody likes being, nobody likes being the rat. However, James takes up his, uh, his little, uh, his little, um, his, his little sword. And he says, I shall rat. So he rats. Rachel finds out that, that Hayden called her, uh, B I T C H. Um, which if you're a child, please don't spell that out. Don't send that out. She finds out that Hayden called her a biz itch. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and that he was comparing, uh, Rachel to, uh, her, his ex, um, and that Hayden's just been saying some crazy stuff when Rachel's not around. Obvio, because guys are disgusting. So, Meatball's like, that's enough. Time to, 
time to put on my rat cap. I'm going to go rat. Uh, so he rats, um, which, I mean, is honorable in this situation. She needs to know. Um, and, I mean, she get, he gets some brownie points for that. More than, you know, a dead dog would get you. Um, or a dying dog would get you. Sorry. Um, and so she gets upset with him. He's trying to deny it. Um, so, like verbatim meatball did say some stuff that we did not see um so we don't know if meatball is actually telling the truth or if meatball is putting words in hayden's mouth but she he did use the he did use the b word he did say that he was comparing them um the x versus their x um he just he's not a good guy he's not a good guy at all um and he's got no respect for uh for gabby he's got no respect for rachel or he is lacking in respect for rachel um so rachel gets rid of him he tries to hug her on the way out and Oh my God, that was a hostile takeover of that hug, bud. You, you, what situation said, Hey, hug me. Uh, no, bro. She was disgusted by you. She was disgusted by that hug. Um, so yeah, he's gone. And then at the end of it, he was like, I just hope that Rachel finds somebody who loves her as much as Rambo loves me. And as much as I love Rambo. Um, and I'm thinking, I'm sitting there thinking, wait, who the hell is Rambo? And then I remember, oh, it's his dying dog. <laughs> this dude literally as a consolation to himself was saying, it's okay that I'm getting kicked off of the bachelorette because I have a dog who loves me. Yeah, bud. Good luck with that, pal. Good luck marrying your dog. Good luck making out with your dying dog. Brother, one of the weirdest things I've ever seen on television ever was this dude just like, I know that this smoking chick just broke up with me, but that's okay because I'm ready to see my puppy. What? What? <laughs> so confusing and dog people are going to hate me. Dog, trust me, I know how it feels to lose a pet. I've had to deal with that pain too many times. But this is a very weird thing to deal with right now, dude. This is a very strange thing. To he was like, I'm ready to see Rambo. For a minute, he said that over and over again. He was like, I think I'm ready. I'm ready to see Rambo. Hey, buddy. Now I'm getting concerned that Rambo's just dead and that you're going to kill yourself. <laughs> The way that you're saying this makes me think you're going to end Rambo's just in a in the ground somewhere. And he's like, I'm going to go see Rambo and he's just going to shoot himself on the. <laughs> they're just going to they're going to find out in the news headlines that he just offed himself. Terrible, horrible. <laughs> that was literally one of the things that I thought I was like, why does he sound like Rambo's not still alive? Oh. And then the last thing that we're going to talk about, because this is a nightmare situation. Um, <laughs> J I think his name is Jacob or Jared or something, some idiotic name. He, he, from the start has been somebody who's a bit messy. Uh, he is the cause or he is the one who has been playing both sides um, consistently. And then they made him choose which side he wanted to be. This guy clearly wanted to be the one who was making this a mess to the end. And, but they forced his hand. So he decided that he would choose Rachel. But now a week or, or uh, after this whole week, um, he is starting to realize that he has feelings for Gabby or that, oh, every time I'm in a room with Gabby, like I realize like I, I want to be with her. I want to pursue her, all that kind of stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, Okay, so go home. The rules were the rules. You choose a chick and you dip or you dip. The other dudes left because they, they chose a chick and the chick didn't choose them. So you choose a chick and you dip. So you're going to dip now. And so the good thing or the nice guy thing to do would be to tell either girls... He did not have this opportunity, so they cut the, sh the they they cut the whole night short, and they went straight to the rose ceremony because Rachel was not feeling good. So, this is time that this guy desperately needed to not to tell somebody, but to figure out what he was feeling. But because he's 
an absolute demon. He makes it to the the rose ceremony. Rachel offers him the rose because Rachel can only offer her guys her roses. She can't pick out of Gabby's pool. And essentially what ends up happening is he takes the rose. And the reason why this is such a big deal is because he now, at this point, when he accepts this rose, understands fully in his mind that he is not, he does not have the intentions to continue with Rachel. His intentions are he wants to have a conversation with Gabby to switch to her side and pursue her. But accepting this rose means that another guy does not get that rose. So you send another guy home who could have a relationship with Rachel and you take that rose for yourself to save yourself so you can pursue the other girl. That's a dog, garbage, poo-poo person thing to do because you're a dog, garbage, poo-poo person. You're a piece of flaming trash, dude. You, in that situation, there are no rules, keep in mind. In that situation, you, if you had a morsel of respect for, 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 for this process and for these girls, you would say, when she offered you the rose, I cannot accept this rose. I first, before I accept this rose need to have a conversation with Gabby. As painful as that would be for Rachel, what you just did is disgusting, is terrible. This happens a lot in paradise where people are just trying to get a rose to make it by another week, and that's what you just did. You brought paradise rules into this game because you are a piece of trash, dude. And... That was the end of it. He's a terrible person, and this is all going to be a mess. I think that if here's my here's my worry is that if he speaks to Gabby, he wants to switch to her side, and she accepts this um, switch, she accepts him into her side. I think that the problem ends up being, what is Rachel going to feel towards Gabby? Um, I mean, they're both very good friends, but what like. What friend would do that? What friend, like, you guys made this choice together that the you're, the guys are going to pick, and that's it. If you, if you don't get a rose, you're going home. If your girl doesn't give you a rose, you're going home. You stole her rose, and now you're using that rose against her. And then you want to go take up slot, a slot on Gabby's side? The only consolation is that Rachel has really good guys on her side. I'm afraid that she'll quit because Tino has a really good shot. Tyler has a really good shot. She's got some really solid guys. Zach is not going to make it. <laughs> I'm sorry to say this, but he's so he's so enamored by her, but he's going to lose. He's not going to make it the whole way. Um, but yeah, Um. I don't even know his name. That's that's how little I care about him. Um, the dude who, who who took the rose. But he's going to cause a whole mess. And I think it, it could cause problems in the friendship between the two girls. Um, what kind of a friend are you if you accept that? Um, like you're, you're basically, you're accepting and you are, um, you are accepting and you are setting a precedent that it is okay to hurt your friend. Um, and that you're okay with that. And you're okay with people who do that. Which, to be fair, Rachel did that when she accepted Hayden. Um, but that is a vastly different situation than what's happening here. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in episode 5. Which, at the time of this recording, has already released. I just haven't watched it. Because it's Thursday. Uh, and it released yesterday. And I have Hulu, so I'm poor. Uh, so I have to watch it tonight. And then I will record a, podca- a podcast this week. 
Uh, so stay tuned for that. Um, but hey, this was a long one. Um, I'm glad I got through the three episodes though. Uh, and I'm glad that I, I did that because I feel like these episodes are going to start getting easier to record. There's just so much that happens when there's 29 people in the thing. Uh, it's easier to just kind of you know navigate it all now. Uh, follow me at Take a Ripper Pod if you want to talk to me more about uh, The Bachelor uh, or The Bachelorettes. Um, we're gonna. I wanted to keep doing this for The Bachelor, The Bachelorettes, Bachelor in Paradise. Bachelor in Paradise is gonna rock this year. I can feel it. Um, I think you know. I, I don't know where they're gonna go this year, but I think they're gonna go to Mexico. Because uh, <laughs> that's where they always go. That's the funny part about it. I think that's where they always go. Um, but yeah, uh, follow me on Twitter. Uh, follow or subscribe or do it, interact with the podcast on whatever app you're using. Uh, leave me a review on Apple podcasts. Um, answer the questions on Spotify. I, I put little questions on there uh, so that you can answer those. Um, and yeah, uh, share with your people. Let's get this uh, podcast rolling. Uh, I'm going to try to continue doing this more often. Uh, trying to get my life together, you know, trying to get, uh, you know, living, trying to get living. Um, if you want to be a, a guest on this podcast, let me know. Uh, I'm going to set up a discord that you can join and we can do, uh, a, you know, a guest thing. Uh, you don't have to be in my city. Uh, you can just kind of be over the phone, uh, which is pretty sweet. So, uh, hit me up. I really don't care if you know anything about anything that I'm talking about. I like to get normal people's opinions on stuff. Uh, and I like to, it's easier for me to talk to somebody else. Um, I, I might start talking to myself. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, Hasta luego. Thank you for listening. See you.